all you delightful little ragamuffins. I'm John Miller, and you're listening to Everybody Trades. What is new in your life? I hope everything is going well. It's certainly been a rancorous period in American history, and well, my advice to you is occasionally turn off the news cycle, turn off your social media, and you know what? You'll be a lot happier of a person. I really do believe that. Just give it give it some time off. You don't have to know absolutely every machination of the cycle. I mean, think about it. Remember how everybody was all worried about the Lake of the Ozarks people two weeks ago? Well, now those same people are not even addressing that supposed problem at this point. So yeah, it's not nearly as important as what you think it is. But having said that, you should always stay informed. And well, I'd like to think the Everybody Trades podcast is is helping you stay informed. And I've got some actionable advice for you today. And that is especially true if you have any kind of savings or real estate, any kind of wealth built up whatsoever. Well, this is in particular going to be important to you. And I'm going to relate it, of course, as I often do, back to my own life. You see, well, my wife and I just out of the blue about three, four weeks ago, well, it's even less than four, about two and a half, three weeks ago, out of the blue, our friend of ours sent us a listing for a house that she thought we'd like, and by golly, she was right. Melissa and I were not even in the market for a house, but we pulled the trigger, bought a new house, and now that we have a house, we got a little thing called a mortgage now, too. And uh, for the most part, that doesn't make me too nervous. I think we'll be able to afford this mortgage just fine as long as uh, I keep holding up my end of the investing spectrum, right? But of course, we never know what's going to happen in the future. So the way my mind works is I always try to figure out, well, what is the the absolute worst case scenario here? And in this case, well, that would be me defaulting on my mortgage and losing my new house. That would be the worst case scenario for me. Now, so I asked myself, what exactly would that look like? What would that worst case scenario actually look like? Well, it might involve the United States dollar just basically blowing up its value. Finally, the dollar no longer buys what it used to in a, in a very extreme and quick upward dive in the price of dollars to gold, for instance, basically what I'm saying is, is your wages will no longer pay for what you thought it would. In other words, a head of lettuce will cost $60 or $600 or $6,000. Have you ever heard of the Weimar or Weimar Republic from Germany? Yes, that preceded Hitler's rise. Well, in large part, that was because the Germans, the German government had inflated their currency to the point where literal buckets full of German currency, wheelbarrows full of German currency, could barely pay for a loaf of bread. Now, how likely is that to happen in the United States? Well, frankly, I don't know. I don't think it's extremely likely because, for one thing, while the United States has indeed printed and printed more and more dollar bills for years now, and that certainly has had an effect. Inflation has negative effects. It hasn't been as drastic as many people who are sound money fans, libertarians like myself. Maybe the effects, the inflation effects, haven't been as dramatic as a lot of people have thought. And that's because, well, you have to keep in mind that 
the rest of the currencies throughout the world are doing much the same thing. Now, if you're, if you're afraid of the dollar, I don't think you're crazy. If you're nervous about the dollar inflation, that's fine. But then you have to ask, where do I go? Do I buy the euro? Well, the euro has just about as many problems as the dollar. How about the the Chinese yen? (laughs) Yeah, I really trust the Chinese government to not inflate their currency. I don't trust the Chinese government to do anything. Now, any governments I don't really trust, but the Chinese communists in particular, yeah, I'm definitely not giving them any of my money. So again, we're kind of just stuck with the dollar here, aren't we? You know, go down to the, the peso, the yuan in, in Japan, whatever it might be. Wait, wait, is it Chinese? No, it's Chinese yuan and Japanese yen. You always get those mixed up. Regardless, the point is, is all of these government-controlled, what are called, referred to as fiat currencies, because that's what they are. The value of them is essentially made up by government fiat. Well, they all essentially have the same problem. They are not sound money. So... And I've thought about this for a long time. How do we hedge against something like this? Well, the old school answer, and I definitely still believe in the old school answer, is gold. You need to own some type, some amount of physical gold bullion. And I really mean physical. And it needs to be in a safe in your house. Don't give it to the bank. Don't let them control it. I I promise you. If you you really want to hedge, gold bullion. That's where you need to be. But, and I've thought about this for years, and I'm not saying I'm early on this opinion by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I'm kind of late to the party here. But having said it, I'm still going to say it. You absolutely must own some Bitcoin. You know why? Because it's the only, in my opinion, the only real cryptocurrency that is close to sound money. You see, the rest of these cryptocurrencies, most of the rest of them that have come along, well, they've been referred to as shit coins by people who are very big in the Bitcoin market. And I'll be honest, I think they're right. I think Bitcoin is really the only answer, and it could very well be the answer to sound money and a, a thing that if the dollar, if, if fiat currencies worldwide blow up, Really, gold and Bitcoin, in my humble opinion, is the only thing that's really going to protect you. Now, again, how likely is all of this to happen? I'm, I'm truly not sure. I just know that the odds of it aren't zero, at least in my mind. So that's why I'm saying, I make, let's make it very clear that I'm saying that Bitcoin, that gold, that these investments, they're hedge investments. I'm not saying you need to make a huge bet on Bitcoin. I'm not saying you need to take... 25, 50%. I'm not saying you need to put all your money into Bitcoin and gold. That's not what I'm saying at all. If anything, I wouldn't have more than 10% of my wealth in gold or Bitcoin for that matter. And even 10% would be a, a fairly high percentage. It'd be a higher percentage than what I'm comfortable in having Bitcoin. That's for sure. But having said that, you do need to own some percentage of it because if you don't, what's your hedge? What is your, again, what is your hedge beyond just gold? There's got to be some other currency that, that comes about. And I think if there's, everybody wants to trade stuff on the internet now. We like the Venmo, PayPal, contactless trading type deal. 
And by trading, I mean just all transactions, not just stock trading and investing, obviously. So again, I think this is where Bitcoin really shines because for whatever reason, and I say for whatever reason, there's, there's real reasons for it. I'm just not technically savvy enough to explain them to you. Apparently, it's impossible to recreate other Bitcoins. You can't, you can't just copy them, print more money indefinitely. And part of that is because of the mining process, which involves lots and lots of computing power. Now, again, if you're saying into your podcast machine, if you're yelling at me right now and saying, well, gee, thanks, John, I could have, you could have given me this advice when Bitcoin was at $100 or $500 or $1,000, as opposed to just under $10,000 per Bitcoin. And, well, you know what? That's a fair criticism. And quite honestly, I've been aware of Bitcoin since, gosh, it's probably been at least seven, eight years that I've had people asking me about Bitcoin. In fact, one of my good buddies from college, my old roommate, John Thon, is uh, actually, we have a lot of political disagreements for sure. He's definitely uh, on the other side of the whole, I don't know, he would he would wrestle at this, but at the whole uh, authoritarian versus liberty thing. But one thing he was on early was he was interested in Bitcoin. And he would, you know, he asked me about my investing advice on occasion. And he asked me about Bitcoin several times. And while I was never dismissive of the thing, my philosophy is I don't buy stocks if I can't explain why it's going to go up or why I think it's a good investment. I have to be able to explain it simply. And quite honestly, I just had no explanation as to why Bitcoin is valuable. And frankly, I still don't have the greatest explanation. But there are tons of people out there, people I really deeply and profoundly respect that do understand it. They understand it quite well. And I would almost compare it to, I don't know, do you need to know exactly all the ins and outs of how everything in your life works in order to trust it? Because while I'm looking at my microphone, or I'm sorry, my microwave in my office right now, and I have absolutely no idea how a microwave works. I really don't. I couldn't explain it to you. And yet, I just used my microwave to fire up my Mexican food from the other day. Uh, leftover fajitas are the best kind, aren't they? But seriously, in spite of this, I use that. I use internal combustion engines to power my truck. All kinds of different stuff that I don't have the greatest explanation for. And yet, I know that it works and I trust it every single day. So frankly, why should Bitcoin be any different? And quite honestly, despite the fact that Bitcoin has made a rather huge run in the last couple of years in terms of a, a bullish, bullish uptick higher, again, from hundreds of dollars less, I mean, much less back in the day to now nearly $10,000 per Bitcoin, yeah, it would be easy to say, well, you've missed the trade. And again, maybe I have. But just because something has gone up a lot doesn't mean it can't go up even higher. Look at Apple Computer. Look at all kinds of companies that just seemingly just go up and up forever. And there's got to be a reason for that. It's because they keep getting new money and new attention, new consumers, new customers. Well, how many people do you really know that own Bitcoin? My point is, is even though we've had 
a tremendous uptick in, in interest in Bitcoin. Still, overall, the vast majority of people, again, they're like me. They couldn't explain to you what a Bitcoin is or exactly how it works. But by golly, if and when the dollar blows up and currencies throughout the world's are no longer trustworthy, people are going to flock to Bitcoin. And if that happens, $10,000 is going to seem like the value of a lifetime. So again, I'm not making a prediction. I'm just telling you that Bitcoin, along with actual real gold bullion, maybe among some other precious silver metals, some precious metals like silver, palladium, maybe platinum, that kind of deal, Really, though, stick with gold. That's been the one that's always been the currency of choice for the most part. So, again, gold, Bitcoin, one of the only hedges you can make against a currency that might blow up on you. I really believe that. So, hey, with all that being said, I hope that made sense. And I hope that you'll take that advice to heart because I really believe, man, we're entering really strange, unprecedented times here. I mean, you can argue we have been there for a while, but I think it's going to keep getting wilder before it gets more normal, as it were. So that's my advice. Hope you take it. Take it in the spirit which it's intended, which is to be helpful and informative, as always. I want to see you guys prosper and live long, happy, happy lives. So with that said, until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Everybody Trades. Everybody Trades.